Welcome to Picks with the Professor, college basketball edition for Monday, December 11th. Because Jared, as you can see on the screen there, we are again hurting for games, <laughs> quality games. But we think we found some value in these three for the people. Um, I think it's going to be a rough week with regards to quality of college basketball. That doesn't mean there's not money-making opportunities out there, but the mm-hmm. quality this week of finals happening this week and last week has been kind of rough for a lot of the quality content. I feel like. Yep. Yep. Definitely agree. Uh, but fortunately for you viewer, we are covering the second best game on the slate. Um, as Eric Matthews said on boy meets world, that's Yale and Quinnipiac. Uh, <laughs> so can't wait to talk about this one. Should be a bar burger. Are we dating ourselves talking about Boy Meets World at this point? I feel like there's I probably mean, people watching the show who don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, but there's probably like six people that do, and it just made them love the show forever. So that's that's know. really all that matters. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> recap of where we are Sunday. Lost both plays of the day. Still a 13% ROI. Doing really well there. Really well there. Our free show picks for Saturday started off strong and then just could not finish with the totals. I think we actually got the totals in the first three games and the sides on the first three games. Uh, the totals, we, we didn't cover our show, but I think all of them had an A grade total on. And then the, the totals we covered at the end of the day didn't come through for us, but still a, uh, a solid little ROI for our free show pick. So if you're just with us here, uh, we're helping you make money. And and that brings me joy. Um, a grade picks. I mean, there's really the only thing to say is I am disappointed in the A grade picks there's really nothing else to it uh Mm -hmm. but as we always talk about you know and 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 i want people uh, to join a dub club but i want people to know what they're getting into what they're getting into Mm -hmm. is is transparency we're not going to win every week uh we're going to win more than we lose uh but when we lose i'm going to work tirelessly to figure out what's going on and sometimes i can fix it on the first try sometimes i can't but Mm -hmm. things will get figured out and and i'm constantly working to figure out how to make things better um to because because I'm, I'm not i'm not happy with it <laughs> yeah um, that's the bottom yeah. line yeah, yeah yeah and i would look to college football as a great example the first half of the year was kind of up and down every week didn't really know what you were going to get and by the end it was uh rocking and rolling so yeah. i feel like that's kind of the perfect example it, it really is and that's kind of what we're doing right now and i'm very i'm very disappointed personally in this and it and it has i don't want to say cost me some sleep because i get such little sleep that when i do go to bed i, I i'm out <laughs> like a light thankfully but it, it, it it's a good example of the first half of culture bowl was kind of like barely above break even it was kind mm-hmm. of like depending on which you're playing you know maybe below and it was just right around kind of mediocrity and and then it got better and better and better and better and by the end it, it looks really good because the back half was so strong and so hopefully yep. Hopefully we do the same thing here again. I'm working to make that happen. And so that's what you're getting into with us in the dub club. It's not going to be perfect. You're not going to get, there's no guaranteed winners. If you're looking for guaranteed winners, A, they don't exist, but B, good luck finding them. Um, right. As we're always talking about, there's the link. If, if you're looking for the QR code, again, the promo code there, you get say $5 off your first month. Running out of time, if you're not with us yet, to lock in these prices now going forward. And again, you're going to get a lot of information, a lot of metrics, a lot of details, a lot of thresholds, a lot of for, for A grades and B grades and team totals and 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 NHL coming next mm-hmm. year, maybe FCS football coming, maybe minor league baseball or college baseball. Who the heck knows what I'm going to get into with wow. these things, but just covering a bunch of stuff and adding yeah. more stuff uh, always. And so you're you're always going to be getting a, a bunch of good things there. And and at some point, the, the price you're liking now is going to be some good bang for your buck mm-hmm. a couple of years down the road. So um, lock that in before the new year. Uh, for both the current pricing forever, your price never goes up if you're in by the end of the year and $5 off your first month there with that QR code. But otherwise, 
We'll get to it here. Starting off with yeah, one of the stronger games of the night here <laughs> in Yale and Quinnipiac. Um, Quinnipiac 72. Sideline has them ranked 249th, though. So doesn't really believe in that 7-2. and two, Thinks it's pretty soft. Yale's only 6-5, and five, but Sideline has them ranked 95th. Playing a much tougher schedule model. Thinks Yale's the better team on the road. Should be favored by a decent bit. They are favored by a decent bit, which means for the where the number is now, there's not really any value on the side, whether it's Yale money line or uh, spread or Quinnipiac money line or spread. And again, we've talked about feeling like we can find value with some money lines. And that's really if the price is there for us, the price is there for us here on the side, at least as of right now. But the total offers some value potentially. The market has this at 146. Sideline projects more in the upper 140s, closer to 150. You do have a strong difference of paces here. Yale wants to play very fast. Uh, it should be very slow. Quinnipiac wants to play very fast. Uh, otherwise the other reason this could have a lot of points because in Jared, both offenses are markedly better than both defenses. Yep. So that could be one reason why the over makes a little bit of sense here, but realistically the average college basketball games in the mid one forties. Now the market having this at one forty six to me is a miss because it implies that we're going to be close to average, but not sure what the pace will do, but the offenses are good enough. This feels like a game that should get on average more towards one fifty than the mid one forties. Cause in Jared, what are your thoughts? Yep, we've talked about it all season that uh, it's it's easier to to get a team to go go faster. In this case, getting Yale to play a little bit faster, I think that's what Quinnipiac will be able to do, as opposed to slowing the team down. Which apparently that's not the uh, like common conception out there. Yeah. Apparently, most people that it was easier to slow yeah. a, slow a, a team down. You know, do I have years and years of data to back this up? Uh, no, but do I have hundreds and hundreds of games this season? To back up what I'm saying, yes, uh, I feel like yes, I do, uh, and so I, I think that this Towson, game, Towson, UMBC, a great example of it on Saturday. Yes, when you yes. had a battle of paces. Yes, Towson, slowest team in the country by an easy margin, and how many points did they score? 83, 80 something, 90 uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't that's, know. whatever. That's all, you, that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Um, so I believe that this game is going to be an above average pace, and then when you look at that, like you mentioned, Quinnipiac, very respectable offense, Yale. Look at that, Yale, top 100 in, in the country overall. Yeah. Uh, pretty good team for, for the Ivy League. Definitely, this is a team to watch as we get into conference play and on Fridays on some short slates. Mm -hmm. uh, Yale going to be a team to watch there. But, yeah, this Yale offense is, is really good, and I think they are going to be able to kind of have their way with this Quinnipiac defense. So I think we're going to have an above-averaged uh, pace game, and I think that Yale offense is definitely going to be able to put up some points. We do have two A-grade unders for our people over on dub club uh no unders on today's show but we do believe in unders as well no a grade overs at, at the moment on dub club so yeah. uh the two strongest total picks of the day uh are unders but this one we think should go over we and we typically have a pretty good mix of both uh overall and i know viewer you may be thinking that doesn't seem right because we had three overs on um on Saturday slate. And then we're going to have two more here today, but there are unders out there. It's just uh, what we're deciding to talk about. Isn't necessarily uh, always the under yeah, cousin Jared. I don't know exactly. I can't tell you exactly why the theory is so strong about it's easier to slow a team down than speed a team up. It could be around the fact that you, you can't make a team, you know, shoot earlier in, in the shot clock mm. and, and, 
there's a possibility that defense is played a little bit differently and we're focusing more on offense and just times have changed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can't make a team shoot early in the shot clock, but you can give them a wide open shot. <laughs> and mm, if you're playing true. quick enough, you know, and weak enough defense or whatever it may be, you know, teams aren't passing up good looks. And that's what happens with a team like Towson playing UMBC. And, and we've seen example after example after example of in, in this current climate of college basketball, the, the faster team pace usually wins out. And that might not have been true five years ago, 10 years ago. I don't really know. I didn't watch a lot of college basketball 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the data that we have indicates that the faster team pace tends to win out because of whatever quality the team's getting, um, you know, fear of we don't want to get into the the half court against this team or, or whatever it may yeah, be. Yeah. And so um, Yale's offense is definitely good enough to take advantage of that. They, they don't, uh, you know, if Quinnipiac's offering a good look early on, they can take advantage of that score a lot of points. So we like the yep. over. In that one, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, Alabama, A&M, and Samford. Cousin uh, Jared, I don't know if this is a game that, uh, you know, you had on your radar to talk about. Alabama, A&M, obviously not a very strong basketball program. Samford, 7-2. and Sideline has them ranked 102nd. I feel like they've kind of snuck up on the radar here. Pretty, pretty good little offense. Mm-hmm. A decent defense, pretty similar to the Yale team that we just talked about. At home, they should have their way with Alabama A&M. Nobody's denying that. The only question is how much are they going to win by? Sideline says on average they win by 21 points. So we're going to lay the 17 and a half as a B grade. It's hard to get to A grade territory out here without just having a ton of differential between uh, the model and the the market and the reason why has to do with conditional probability. And I don't need to get too much into the weeds, but the bottom line is, um, and I think viewer, you can probably understand this, that the further away you get from zero, the more reasonable possible outcomes you get, that kind of diminishes the value of each point just a little bit, not a lot, probably not as much as you may be thinking, but it diminishes it enough where the same differential out here uh, in this part of the the world is, is worth a little bit less than closer to zero. So a strong pick on Sanford here, just only B-grade value. So what that means is we're just going to risk a little bit less on it just because the backdoor possibility, weird things can happen, et cetera. Sanford should win, we think, by a lot. Cousin Jared, what are your thoughts? Yeah, so, uh, you know, this is something that that I had known. I mean, as somebody who followed totals as closely as I do, that the overs had been doing well this year. But um, basically, if the way that they're – calling fouls now or, or not calling fouls, depending on however you want to look at it. It's really benefiting teams with, with good offenses uh, in my mind and penalizing teams with bad defenses. And I uh, feel like this is a perfect matchup to exploit that in Sanford, who has a really good offense and uh, Alabama A&M, which has a bad defense and both teams, uh, you know, play at an above average pace. And so I think there are going to be a multitude of opportunities to exploit, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, difference between Sanford's offense and Alabama A&M's defense. And so that's why I want to lay the 17 and a half. You've, you've, I think I have a difficult time with college basketball because it's just not in my nature to want to lay a bunch of points. Uh, and you know, that's why we've done so well with the dogs in, in college football. It's why we we've not the only reason, but one of the reasons we've done well in baseball is because we are not afraid to hold our nose and take the A's plus 275 against Tyler glass now, or A's plus 150 first five when Blackburn's on the mound against mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. Good times. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very, very good times. Uh, and, I, I, I'm just conditioned to not like to uh, you know, take favorites. 
but college basketball, that's what has been best maybe as far as sides go is lay points with, with the good teams. And uh, relative to Alabama, A&M, Sanford is a very good team. And, and, and I'll add to that point, the flip side of that is Alabama A&M's offense is bottom 10 in the country and will not be able to get the same benefit of the rule changes to, to allow them to score as much, which is going to help lengthen that margin of victory out that the same thing we're talking about is going to benefit Samford and get them a bunch of points. Alabama A&M isn't really built to take advantage of that because their offense isn't very good. We've talked a lot about, totals being higher this year and the rule changes. And I really think that's one of the reasons that the model has struggled is because I think that's helped better offenses be better. And we realized that quickly with totals and that was built in and baked in and picked up on. Mm -hmm. And we rocked the overs and the A grade overs are doing well. The A grade unders are, are doing kind of just so, so the B grade unders are doing better, which is weird, but I think it, it just didn't quite trickle into, uh, the larger margin of victory projections. We were taking a bunch of dogs. I think it's been, it's been really hurting us, uh, our, mm -hmm. our performance on the A grades. And so kind of recalibrating some of that over the weekend to adjust for this nature. And I think that you hit on it. I think that the rule change is just making the off, the better offense is better. Well, mm -hmm. we know that gets you more points. And what it does is it also makes bigger blowouts because the models built on years of data of back when you were kind of more consistently in the totals of the upper one thirties, and you could muck games up, you know, mm -hmm. taking 25 points with a team was usually a pretty decent value unless they were just terrible. But yeah. these days taking 25 points with a team is not that, you know, is not been that good. If that's been right. better, you probably really struggled. Uh, and I think that's one of the reasons that the, the A, A sides have, have done so poorly because that's what we're built up. But we had to, you have to make the adjustment. We made it a little bit slower than than I probably should have, so that's that's kind of on me. But but that's been recalibrated now, and this is a situation where it's like, okay, we got to find the right spots with the right offenses who can score a bunch of points and cover these big numbers. And that doesn't mean we take every big favorite; it just means pick the right ones. And this is one that we have our eye on, not quite to A grade, but probably worth a play, especially given the short slate. Which will wrap up our free pick section with Mississippi Valley State and Gonzaga, Mississippi Valley State. Overall, dead last. And it, folks, it is not even close. And it's because of that offense. They're actually defenses worse than Mississippi Valley State. Only uh, three of them, but they <laughs> exist. The offense is what is just truly terrible with Mississippi Valley State. They just can't score and can't hit with anybody. This is going to be a massacre. Is there going to be some extra effect from Gonzaga having lost on Saturday and make this even more of a massacre? Don't know. Maybe mm -hmm. that is on the table. Um, but, uh, you know, again, on a short slate like this, we're kind of looking at, you know, looking under every rock. Yep. And, and, and viewer, one of the other benefits of being on Dub Club here, we're going to do an extended cut. We're going to cover every single game on the slate today, like we do with college football. So, so if you're with us on Dub Club, you're already on the extended cut link and get forward looking at that because we've looked under a lot of rocks. We're going to tell you everything we found, everything we're thinking right on every single game of all those games. And there's a couple of A grade picks and a couple of their B grade picks, but this is one that we wanted to talk about. People are always looking at Gonzaga. This Gonzaga team, Sideline still has them number 13. I don't think they're as bad as the talk is about them, they lost to Washington, but that was a true road game. Washington's not a bad team. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like sidelines a little bit higher on Washington yes. than, than everybody else is. Yeah. We had an A grade pick on Washington, thought that was a pretty toss up game. And sure enough, it turned out to be the concerning part you have for Gonzaga 
they had that stretch in the second half where they didn't score for, they scored like three points in like seven minutes or whatever. And that cost us the over, but thankfully we could get the A grade pick on Washington to balance out. Uh, folks, they won't have that problem against Missing Valley State. We've seen Gonzaga play teams of this tier and they typically score a hundred. And so we're going to say, Hey, if they can get us to a hundred, then all we need is Mississippi Valley State to score 41 and we can get over 140 and a half. It's C grade value. The model says 141.9. So it's only a small edge. So we're going to risk a little bit less on this one, but we still think this is worthy of a play. Cousin Jared, the concern here, Mississippi Valley State plays slow. They don't score, but they give up a lot of points. And Gonzaga is a team that mm-hmm. likes to score a lot of points. So obviously yep. we assume they're going to do a bunch of the heavy lifting. What are your thoughts? Yeah, we know a lot about the Gonzaga offense, but let's talk about the Gonzaga defense. And I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's fine. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. It's good. But when you look at the games that they have, they have actually played, they, they, have given up anywhere between 60 to you know 70 points and part of that is uh pace related but generally it hasn't really mattered who they've played they've given up around 60 or 70 points a game uh and again part of that's that's pace but they have given up some points um Mississippi Valley State will get in their own way with with scoring points and so kind of where I'm going with that is that um we're going to need Gonzaga to kind of get out the way and give up some buckets because it's going to be hard for Mississippi Valley State to do that, do that on your own. But Gonzaga has given us some points this year. Um, Mississippi Valley State, um, I hope their season ticket holders, for multiple reasons, have gotten a really good deal, uh, mostly they, because they haven't seen a single game yet this year. They have not, and, and they will not see one until January 6th against mm. Alabama State. So it's against um, conference. So every every non-conference game is a road game. Yeah, I mean they have, they so they played every game on the road. Uh, from what I can tell, they have not played in any of the preseason tournaments or anything or invitationals, and and you know not not to uh, disparage Mississippi Valley State, but with this product, why, why, why would, would they you, get invited? Yeah. Why would they get invited? They have played in Louisiana, Oklahoma, uh, Connecticut, Texas, California, a couple of three games in California, took a whole West Coast swing there, uh, back to Texas, Virginia. They're going to play in Washington, go back to Oklahoma, Texas, back to California. Yeah, um, all of that generally uh, every fourth day. So, like, they're not a good team. They have also not been set up to succeed, in my opinion. Uh, just with with that schedule and everything, and again, there's n- probably nothing they can do. Some of these teams are playing. I'm they sure got, they're getting a pretty. They good got to yet. overtime with Pacific, which just feels like that was their one chance to win <laughs> to win a non conference game. Yes, <laughs> yes, but here they've had six days off. I mean, an eternity for the schedule that they have played so far. I think that they can do enough. And when I mean enough, when I say enough, I mean like 40 points. Give me like 45 points. And I think that, you know, uh, Gonzaga can get to like 95 and, and and we can go over with this. So that's all I'm asking. Uh, you know, Mississippi Valley State, give me 45 or 50 points. And then I think Gonzaga can can do the heavy, heavy lifting on the rest. We talk about pace, right? Obviously, Mississippi Valley State plays slow. I, th- I think part of that is they're, they're – they can't get good looks yeah, yeah. because they're so bad on offense. So they're, they're going to take more of the shot clock because they, they aren't getting good looks. So it's not like you're enticed to shoot within the first 10 seconds of the shot clock or something yep. like that. But, but we're talking about the pace is typically driven by 
three things. Number one, the faster team. Number two, the better team. Number three, the home team. All of those line up for Gonzaga. If you're Mississippi Valley State, I don't know what the coach is thinking, right? You know, I'm assuming he's not listening to, to this show, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or actually, probably that's a good thing because we, we don't want any, any violations of, of any kind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> any yeah. But um, you have to assume your game plan on this is just run and gun and have fun. Because if you try to like, like, what are you going to do to Gonzaga with the athletes they have? Like, you're not yeah, going to like yeah. slow them down. You're not going yeah. to like get into yeah. a half court game and, and dominate. Like, you know that. So like, yeah, it just seems like a game where you just let the world ball and have fun. Right. And yeah, they yeah. did that against UConn and they got thumped. That game got to 140 and yeah. Gonzaga plays a little faster than UConn, you know, a little, maybe a little bit better offense, a little bit weaker. For defense, yeah. I guess I, I don't know. Um, But, but you know, when you look at the amount of points that Mississippi Valley State has scored, they they've scored in the thirties and forties against the slower teams and the better defensive teams. And they've scored in the fifties and sixties against the faster teams and weaker defense teams. Yeah. And Gonzaga is a mix of that because their defense is pretty solid. Obviously if you're a Gonzaga fan, you're sitting there saying like this Gonzaga, this defense is not championship caliber. Sure. Uh, Aside from that relative to what Mississippi Valley State's playing, this is a good defense, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But the pace is fast enough. I'm with you. Like they should be able to get around 50 and Gonzaga can name their score. And hopefully mm-hmm. they're upset after the Washington thing and they decide they want to put up hundred points. We know they can. Uh, and, and again, the fact that they should be able to control the tempo of this game and get things up and down means that the over is probably the smarter way to look on this. Didn't get there against Washington. That long scoreless stretch that that, that game had was weird, but that game was on pace for about 170 points through three quarters of it. That's not like, oh, we're on pace for 170 after five minutes. Like that game was like flying over and then the scoring just stopped. And yeah, that happens yeah. sometimes. We always talk about keeping our units respectable. I know I say a lot of the same things, but I'm just trying to make sure for anybody that's new that hears it, that, that you're hearing the right messages from us, uh, which is, you know, responsible gambling. We're not putting 20 times max whale, any of that nonsense, right? Because that's not how this should work. And so yeah. you never know what's going to happen in any one game, but that game was a, was a great example of one where the pace, the offense, everything was there for the over. And then just something fluky happened. Could happen here, but with Gonzaga being able to score 100 and do yeah. most of the heavy lifting, we think over is the way to go. Uh, so there is your recap. There's no um, you know, preview for the extended cut. The preview for the extended cut is everything. We're going we're gonna to yeah. shoot the breeze about every single game, talk about what we would play, etc. And if you want to join us for that, again, there is the QR code promo code link in the show description, et cetera, to sign up on dub club, get the extended cuts and try to make sure we provide all the value we can. If there's any extra value that you want to provide and you're with us, drop me a note and offer a suggestion. Doesn't mean I'll do it, but I always want to try to make sure I give everything I can to all of you who are supporting uh, this year program. Cousin Jared parting words before we get a 60 second break and then dive into the rest of the college basketball slate for Monday. The only thing that that I will say is the only guarantee on this show is if I say I'm not going to do something that I end up doing. it. Uh, I said I'm not going to talk about every college football game this season. Uh, we did that uh, a couple of years ago. I was like, yeah, y'all can do a college basketball show. I'm not going to mm-hmm. do it. And here I am talking about every single college basketball game on a Monday night with a bunch of random games. So yeah. uh, kids, don't let your dreams die. <laughs> Very well said. All right. Here comes the outro music. Read through this if you haven't yet. Uh, Otherwise, hopefully we see you in 60 seconds. 